Hello, you're listening to Sarah Archer in episode 254 of the Speaking Club podcast. And I want to open this show with a quote from Henry Ford. Competition, whose motive is merely to compete, to drive some other fellow out, never carries very far. The competitor to be feared is one who never bothers about you at all, but goes on making his own business better all the time. I started this podcast for two reasons. Because I want to help people recognise the power of stories and humour in speaking and because I believe it's your message that counts, not the number of ums and ahs you use. There are some organisations that want to create robot speakers. They want you to sacrifice your personality in order to speak perfectly. But I want to let you know that you can be yourself and a sensational speaker. So... If you want to be a speaker that connects and engages authentically through stories, a speaker that gives value as well as a great performance, then welcome home. Hello, I hope you're well. I am. And uh, I hope you're also having a fantastic week. And what have I been up to this week? I've been watching a new program on Netflix called Physical 100. It's um, a Korean program. And it's the, in this program, it's kind of like a fitness version of the Squid Games in a, in, in a sense. I don't know if you've seen that program, but they've taken like a hundred of the best athletes and or bodybuilders, crossfitters, all sorts of MMA fighters, all of these super fit people, and they've put them together in this competition and it was fascinating to watch as people came into this sort of arena with everyone's um, torso is being captured in sort of plaster casts and they're coming in and looking at other, everyone else's torso to see what's the best and all sorts and it's just been fascinating to see that that reaction to other people because these people are at the top of their game they're super fit but then other people come in who are equally as fit or perhaps a different size or different you know different type there's bodybuilders weightlifters all sorts and how their confidence and their sort of status gets shaken when all of these people are in the same room together and it and then they go into these sorts of games and yeah the people with the right mindset are are winning out if you like but it made me think about how we react to competition in the business world in the speaking world because no matter how far you niche down in terms of your message and services there is always going to be competition but how you think about that competition and how you respond to it will determine the level of success that you have and the speed at which you achieve that success. And I know that it can feel like super scary um, and all sorts of doubts can surface about what you can offer compared to everyone else. And that's completely normal. Certainly I've been there and I still have lapses that slow me down. But I know now how to move away from those unhelpful thoughts more quickly these days. And also the things that I need to do in my space to carve out my unique message to attract my crowd. And so in this show, I want to share those things with you so that you can stop worrying about the competition and become a thought leader 
in your niche. Okay, so the first thing I want to cover is how to reframe a competitive niche. Now, it's brilliant if you're in a competitive niche because the truth be told, if it wasn't competitive, it would probably mean that there was no market for it. You know, that's one of the sort of, you get these things blow up, uh, you know, these sort of fast um, lived products that blow up and then disappear. So, you know, like Beanie Babies, I think would be a good example of those. You know, they used to be really hot, but now they're not. So if your market is competitive and it has been competitive for a while, that's a good thing because it means it's sustainable for you. So that's the first thing. That's what we need to think about in terms of our competitive market. The second thing is that competition makes you better. If you didn't have any competition, you'd probably get complacent. That would be bad for you and bad for your customers. Um, You know, you've only got to look at these sort of monopolies that you've got around at the moment. Um, Facebook, you know, they lost a lot of market share. Potentially they got complacent. They have got competition, but not in the same, exactly the same space. So competition makes you better. And and also it means a better service and um, product for your client and customer. So that's another thing. And then I always struggled with this, the whole scarcity and abundance thing. I think we've got to accept that there is enough to go round. You know, one person will come to me for speaking and storytelling coaching. Uh, Someone might not resonate with me, with my personality, with my values, with the way that I teach my methods and so on. But there will be someone else for them. So there is enough to go around and you will find your crowd. You know, so we need to come at this with an abundant mindset rather than a scarcity one. And if we come, you know, if we do have a scarcity mindset, then we will see everyone will start doing that comparison thing, which is unhelpful. And we'll start to question ourselves and, and all those sort of imposter syndrome thoughts will start surfacing and all of that stuff. So always approach everything you do, even if you're in a competitive niche with an abundance mindset, there is someone for you and some, you know, someone will be for someone else. So you've just got to find your crowd. Okay, so that's the first thing. I want you to reframe how you look at your competitive niche. Now, the second thing I wanted to share with you is that the way that you share the problem that you solve will help you stand out in a competitive niche. And that's because, and this is something that you've probably heard me say before, the person that articulates the problem best will win. Because if you are doing that, if you're articulating the problem and evangelizing that problem in a way that people can connect with, can understand, can relate to, can engage with, then you will be the person that they come to for the solution. Now, the things that get in the way of us doing that are what I want to just go through. So first of all, And I see this so many times and I suffer from it myself. Like I say, all these things that I share with you, I've been through or done or still do to a certain extent. But one of the big things is that we talk about the problem from our expert mindset. We get 
too, we're too far advanced. We forget that our audience is likely to be listening to this problem from a different perspective, from a beginner's mindset. And that affects the language that we use, the way that we position it and all sorts of things. So we create these barriers because we are coming at it from an expert mindset. So that's the first thing. The next thing that happens as well is that we start using marketing speak without realizing it. We start using words that we see other people using and hear other people using and think that that's what we should be doing. You know, we might use words like brand or authority without really, you know, being sure that our audience understands those things. So we've got to be what I call a bit more Ron Seal. Now, Ron Seal are a company in the UK, I think, if they're elsewhere but essentially they have these adverts and their tagline is um, does what it says on the tin and they do like garden fence painting products um, and stuff like that so does what it says on the tin and they have these really sort of practical plain English names on the tin so we need to be more Ron Seal with the way that we discuss the problem that we solve with our audience Another thing that can get in the way of us doing that really well is that we have these darlings. Now, you've heard me say when you're creating a talk, we try and throw everything in and we don't kill our darlings. So these are the things we think are important. And often these are related to how we solve the problem. You know, we're so proud of ourselves that we you know, got the qualification or learned how to do something that we talk about that, but our audience doesn't care about how. They've got a problem. They want to know that you understand the problem and that they, and also sometimes it's your job to make them see they have the problem in the first place. That's another reason why articulating the problem and evangelizing that makes you successful is because other people sometimes don't even realize they've got the problem. So, You've got to kill your darlings and let go of how. You know, as, as I always say, I'm sure I've used this um, story, this analogy in the past. When you go to the travel agent to book a trip, you know, what you're buying is the destination, the experience. You're not buying the plane. And so often, our darlings are related to the plane. You know, that people aren't interested. They want the result. They want to understand that you know that you understand their problem and that you can get them a result. So those are some of the obstacles. So what we've got to do is strip away the layers and help our audience see things from a new perspective. But first, we often have to look at that problem from a new perspective to let go of all of the other stuff that I've been talking about. And something happened this week that really illustrates why we need to do this. And so in my Speaking Club Live membership community, people come along and they get uh, 15 minutes one-to-one coaching with me every week. And Jackie Brennan, who has been on the show before, is a wellbeing coach. She came along and she shared with me the issue she wanted to work on this week. And it really speaks to this particular issue of what can happen when we don't articulate that problem clearly for our audience. So what I wanted to do is just switch over to an excerpt from that session so you can hear in Jackie's own words how she experienced the impact of not getting this problem articulated in a way that our audience can understand. And I'm going to switch over to that right now. Um, Right, Jackie B., 
what are we doing yes. with you today? Right, I had a, a bit of a revelation. So from last week when we were going, I was going back over the my talk, the, the work we'd done for my talk and looking at obstacles. I had a call with this guy who is that the lady I had the meeting with last week put me in touch with. He has a lot of speaking gigs. This fellow you talked to me about, yeah. Yes, yeah. So I was on a call with him um, on Monday and he was asking them what I do. And so I was telling him and I could nearly see <laughs> the glaze come over his eyes. And afterwards I sat there and I thought, you know, people actually don't understand what I mean when I say the information tools and techniques to support your own well-being. They, no, probably not. No, because I know because I'm sitting in there with, you no, know, usually hypnotherapists and people who have done that. So when I say it, it's, oh yeah, that's this, that, that, that technique, that tool. And they don't. And I thought, yeah. And I thought, oh, oh Lord, right, okay. So I need a, a means to tell them what it is without necessarily giving all the, the how to do it. Mm. That sort of tells them what I mean by it. Okay, so this is where the granny and the five-year-old come in. Mm. Pick one, granny or a five-year-old. Right, let's go for let's go for for granny. Okay, so if you were having a conversation with your grandma, she was probably from an earlier time. How would you explain to her that concept in a way that she can easily understand? <laughs> Think about like you can describe the problem first of all. Yeah, I suppose. And then it why it's an issue. And then what you do for people and what that results for them. Right. So if we looked at problem, pe people feel stress, anxiety. So if people felt stress and anxiety, um, your granny would go. Would your Would your granny go stress and anxiety? Yeah. They don't know they're living. Yeah, they don't know they're living. So, so yeah. maybe you've got to again set out. Let's imagine it's her. Oh, right, so, so let's just say, like, why? Why is it? And a, a real quick sort of why sort of. Easy, easy and dirty explanation of why right. people are feeling stressed and anxious. The world has changed. Everything is faster. We're always on. The mind is always racing because there's that much information being flung at us. That's just a little ex excerpt, but you can immediately see it's more powerful and clear. Now, Jackie and I worked on that and we came up with some really fantastic stuff. And I'm, I'm not going to share what she came up with here after we worked on it because that's obviously something that she's going to use in her pitches and talks and and whatever but I hope you can see that the purpose of the looking at it from the perspective of the granny or the five-year-old is so that you can really strip back all of that stuff the expert mindset the marketing speak your darlings and come up with something that people can really simply understand and relate to so as I said, sometimes you have to see things from a new perspective in order to help your audience see it from a perspective that they can understand. But let's just 
take, I can't share Jackie's one, but I can share some examples of this so that you can sort of see it in action. So let's take the example of a life coach. And here's an example of how a life coach could explain to a five-year-old what they do. Okay, here we go. Sometimes what we think we want to be when we grow up turns out not to be right for us when we actually do it. And the problem is that even though we know we're not happy, we might not have worked out what we need to do instead. So we can feel stuck. And that's when people come to me and I help them get unstuck and find the thing that will make them smile every day. So that's a life coach. Okay, now let's have a look at a cryptocurrency expert or advisor. And maybe we'll look at that from the sort of point of view of a grandma, explaining it to a grandma. Okay, here we go. You know how all different countries used to have their own currency, grandma? Well, today we've also got new digital-only currencies for the internet, and they're called cryptocurrencies. But instead of countries, they're created by companies. And just like people buy and sell foreign currencies to make money, people do the same with digital currencies. But the problem is that for these digital currencies, it's kind of like the Wild West. There's currently hardly any rules, and a lot of people have lost money because they don't know what's good and what's bad, to invest in. Well, that's where I come in. I advise people about the risks and rewards when they're investing in these cryptocurrencies so that they can protect their money whilst growing it. There you go. There's some examples. So do use that. And I think there's a whole podcast episode on the granny and the five-year-old, the gurus who live in your house. So look that one up too. I'll put a link in the show notes to it. Okay, so We've looked at reframing the competition uh, as, as a positive thing. We've looked at how to talk about the problem that you solve in a way that's really going to make you stand out in the marketplace. And now we're going to look at the next thing. And I call this going where others in your niche fail to tread. If you want to be a thought leader you have got to get into the mindset of your audience. And I say this all the time, don't I? You're probably sick of me saying it, but it's so important. I want you to get into their heads and look at you know, things at different levels. So what do they think about the industry or the niche that you're in or the problem? You know, What do they believe about it? And, and what do you think about that, what they believe? And you've got to be prepared to do that work, do a deep dive to see what sorts of things might be coming up for your audience, what they might believe, think, etc. And if you don't agree with it, then it's your job to call it out. And when you do this work, there's a gold mine here, not just for your talks, but for your blogs, for your videos and your social media, social media posts too. But you've got to be prepared to call this stuff out to get into, you know, to say the things that people are thinking but are not prepared to say and challenge what people are thinking. You've got to be prepared to be provocative and polarising because that's what your job as a thought leader is, 
to challenge people to see things differently. And I promise that when you do that, people will start to shift and follow you. So take the time to look at what's being said about those different things, the niche, the industry, the problem, get under the skin of them and start looking at how do I, you know, do I believe that's true? Do I believe it's not true? And when you have an opinion on it, share that opinion because, you know, information is so cheap. I've said this before, you you can get information everywhere. The thing that makes the difference that will make you stand out is insight and opinion, you know, and informed opinion, not just, you know, get a lot of people sharing their opinions about nothing. So informed opinion and insight, okay, based on your experience and expertise solving the problem that you solve. So do that work. And I promise when you start to do that, when you start to call things out, it will make a difference. And as I said, people will start to shift and follow you. Okay, so that's the third thing. The fourth thing that you need to do to stand out in a competitive niche is something that is unique to you and is so powerful for bringing your audience into your world. And I'm sure you won't be surprised for me to tell you that it is sharing your personal stories. You know stories are powerful. They're so powerful. But the other thing about stories is that if they're your personal stories, they can't be copied. And if they're your personal stories crafted in the right way, then they can connect with your audience, show them what's possible and bring them into sort of lift the curtain on your world and your personality and your values. And in my opinion, nothing works as powerfully as a personal story to create that emotional bond. And as I said in last week's podcast, if you're only educating your audience and not building the relationship with them, then you're educating someone else's customer And stories are a big part of this and they will make you stand out. Yes, they've got to be done in the right way. Yes, they've got to connect into the problem or solution you solve. There's there's got to be an angle to it that that relates it and connects it to what you do. Otherwise, it's a bit clickbaity. But they are so powerful. Okay, so I've covered the four steps. So where do you go from here? Well, first off, I want you to see competition as a blessing, not a curse, an opportunity to make you better and not a barrier to your success. Okay, then I want you to strip back the way you talk about the problem you solve and how you do that. Avoid marketing speak, keep to plain English and have a go at taking the granny or five year old test. It's it really brings up some interesting things and it might give you a completely new way of communicating about the problem that you solve. Don't be afraid to confront the outdated and untrue beliefs that people hold about your wider niche and the specific issue they have. As I said, being provocative and polarizing will bring your tribe into your world. Finally, begin to use those personal stories that illustrate the issues connected to the problem and show your values and your personality. This will build and strengthen the relationship with your audience. It'll start to build those super fans. Okay. 
Excellent. Well, and if you need help with this stuff, then there are multiple ways that I can help you if, if you get stuck. My Speaking Club Live membership enables you, like Jackie, to get one-to-one -one coaching every week on anything connected to your messaging, pitching, storytelling, speaking, uh, or, you know, the content writing, and support from me in between. And it costs just £97 a month. And there are also uh, some discounts for uh, longer packages. And I have members from all over the world coming to the Speaking Club live membership and if you want to find out more about that go to saraharcher.co.uk slash club and if you want help with creating your personal stories then do check out my snackable story challenge course it's free and people have got fantastic results with it and you can find out more about that at saraharcher.co.uk slash challenge there you go i hope you found that useful today Maybe it's given you a little bit of a, a different way to look at the problem, the, the competition and all sorts of things, and maybe giving you some ideas and inspiration um, to take forward into your speaking and business. But thank you again so much for choosing The Speaking Club to listen to. If you do get value, please consider leaving an honest rating or review over at ratethispodcast.com slash TSC. Um, it will just take a couple of minutes and it is brilliant to get them. You know, it's nice to know whether things are working or if you've got some suggestions for ways to change things. Um, if you've got also suggestions for guests or ideas of things that you want me to cover, do get in touch. You can find me over at LinkedIn, uh, Sarah Archer. I'm also on Instagram and Facebook as well. So there you go. Uh, come and say hi love to hear from you well all that's left for me to say is have a wonderful rest of your week thank you again for being with me i love being with you hope you're getting tons of value from the podcast and you know tell people about it too let's just not do this sort of online thing do the physical thing and share it with some people that you know that might benefit from uh, improving their speaking storytelling and a humor all that good stuff well that's it from me until next time as you know you know what you've got to do? Don't forget to go out, grab your life by the nuts and get cracking. Bye-bye. Getting to practice your speaking in front of an audience is a crucial part of testing your message and developing your skills and experience as a speaker. Yet opportunities to do this in the right environment can be hard to find. Add in the chance to get expert feedback and coaching on your content structure and delivery and the opportunities are even fewer. But that's what you'll get as a member of the Speaking Club Live. There'll be hot speak slots and you'll get the chance to practice sharing your message, your storytelling, your humour and all the different aspects of speaking in front of me and other members. Then you'll get feedback and coaching from me and your peers so that you're moving forward on your speaking journey with accountability and support. If you'd like to find out more about how you can become a member of the Speaking Club Live so that you can build your confidence, improve your delivery and become a better speaker, then go to saraharcher.co.uk slash club now.